When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. There, there are probably one-on-one opportunities on the outside of every play concept that we put in. So it, it would probably require no changes that you described. Um, we got long ball shots drawn up in a lot of things. And sometimes it's just whether or not we get the appropriate look or we like to match up within the look. That's Mike Tomlin talking about long ball, getting it over the middle, what have you. Making decisions and being able to get that ball down the field or doing whatever it takes. You know, Coach Knoll, Chuck Knoll, famously once said, it's never, offense, defense is never a 50-50 proposition. Sometimes the offense is carrying the defense. Sometimes the defense is carrying the offense. I'm not even going to try to break into the percentages because I'll mess up the math. But the fact of the matter is, you know, people talk about what an identity is. And I got to tell you something. In, in my most, most humbly, in my mind, your, your identity is whatever the play is called in the huddle. I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's what your identity is. Now, along the way, you hope that you're a good running team with a power running game. You, hopefully you got, uh, you know, third down abilities, red zone abilities that defensively speaking, you can be a high velocity come after you and so forth. And you can break that down into quote-unquote identities. But essentially, it's whatever the play in the huddle says it is. Am I right or wrong, Max? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you think about it, it's – <clears throat> your identity is manufactured by the play calling, but also your play calling is dictated off of what you've shown. So it's like it works hand in hand because if it doesn't work in practice, chances are it's not going to work in the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a coach is not going to call a play that he knows is, is not going to work because he has not seen it work. Right. So, you know, it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the identity that you display is the is the identity that's going to be projected in the play calling. So does that make sense? Like it's going yes. to lead. They both have their utility with the consistency on how it's built. Exactly. So, you know, you said an important thing. If it doesn't work in practice, most likely it's not going to make the grade or cut in a game. You know, I think in three age forty three. Yeah, it's not, there it's you not, go. It's not, they're not calling it. They're not calling it. Uh, if you're waiting for it, <laughs> we, had, we had a tight end middle screen that we were working on at practice. Of course, at practice was at Three Rivers Stadium back in the day, right? Now, what it, what the middle screen meant was against the three four when I ran it, they wanted me to, in your terms, Max, molly out or slide protect to the outside of the tackle, looking at the will linebacker, and then get back into up, up by the center, okay, where they're going to run a middle screen there. Well, what they didn't realize that, well, by golly, what happens if the defensive end 
the Rams on that play. So as I mollied or slid out on that, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm trying to get back inside, and the defense then is not in the tackle. They're bodied up against each other, and you, you can't get back to the inside. So I shuffled around, you know, moved up to line of scrimmage, which is the only adjustment that you can make. But that play immediately made the scrap pile because you realize that, well, gee, against somebody that's going to ram a defensive end, that's probably not going to happen. And those are the things that, you know, that's one simple, very simplistic way of putting things on the cutting room floor and other ways that you develop. But the fact is, I go back to that sequence of the throw by Mitch to Fryermuth to DJ and the capabilities of the George Pickens one. It's there. Now, you gotta, you're got you going to have to call, conceptually make the calls to put those guys in those positions yet again. But it can be done. It's already been shown to be done. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. It, it, you have to sometimes not try and outthink yourself. Sometimes <laughs> you, you got to be simple yeah. and you just got you and you got to allow athletes to make plays. That's the other reason why, you know, it's like, oh, well, this kind of. But wait a second. Maybe the athlete can do it. Maybe he can pull around and get to that DN right on a Ram call. Right. Or. Maybe what you do is I you just run a scissors. I just wasn't athletic I, enough to do it. Right? I know, but what, 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 what if you did an X block instead and said, sure. you know what I'm saying? Right. And you and you and you say and you send you send the tackle and you block back if it, if it's an even front, and then now you have somebody that might be there and you can still run the play. Those are the things that you have to think of. Is like. You know, how can we make this easier? Like, I know one of the things that we had, we had we, in a 3-4 defense, we had a, a play called Ride 34 Jackie, which means we were leading on the jack backer, mm-hmm. and that backside guard had to then work a single or, or work a uh, work, work a, work a um, scoop block to the mic. Okay. Right? With the center? Still, yeah. With the center yeah. going front side, and you leave the back the backside for the H-back or the fullback. Right. And you leave that jack backer, and it's a play that – designed to start forward so that you allow the scoop to get to the backer, and then, boom, you cut back off of that guard's butt. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes if you've got that backside technique, I, I we've seen it where you run that X block where the, the center will block back and the guard just does a little little swoop block underneath, and he just leads on, on it as a second, almost like fullback. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a zero nose, right? It's a, it's a shape. It's almost like a power. Yeah, so now it turns almost into a power type play, like a power lead as opposed to an inside zone. But it looks different. You're like, oh, yeah. man, what is that? You have people going crazy on the sidelines trying to figure out if that's a power play or not. And it's it's the still the same. And so you still get to run your base stuff. It's just nuances off of it. But that also takes an offensive line getting to know each other, time yes. together, yep. to know what that adjustment looks like. And that's why I say four weeks. Yeah. You that's know, exactly I, why I say four weeks. I, 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 I agree with you. You know, and I think it's just a process that, again, I go back to remember that you started off with a guy not named Roethlisberger, okay? There's a reason that that guy is going to be in the Hall of Fame, all right? So immediately, if you're sitting there going, well, this quarterback, you know, it's not what I expected. Well, duh, you know, it's not, it's not going to be what you expected. It's going to take a little bit of time. And the whole offense rolls out that way. And that's, unfortunately, one of the things that you got to do with T.J. Watt, understanding on the other side of the ball that without that guy, the Steelers are 0-5-1. Without that guy, opposing offenses generally get an extra 30-some yards of total yardage and extra 
couple of first downs, and when he's not in there, uh, you know, the sack total goes down. All these things that when you have Hall of Fame-capable players, you have to understand that there's – you can replace them, but you can't um, – that you won't, the production is not going to be the same. And you're looking to minimize the impact, but there's really no way in, in, in those two guys that you can minimize so much of that production. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and that's where we kind of, that's where patience, cause remember I said patience is a virtue, Wolf? Oh, yes. Yes. That That's where you have to, we have to let these next two games play out because then we will have had, quote, unquote, a quarter of the season to now figure out what our team looks like. What is the true identity of this team? And what direction are we going? Are we going to be trending up after four games or are we going to be trending down? Right now we're kind of sputtering. We're kind of plateauing at a place where we didn't really get that high before we hit a plateau. It's almost like when I pick a walking trail wolf. Oh, yeah? I don't pick the ones with sheer descents. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I need, I want gradual. I want a stopping place where it's flat to save my shins. And you know, and How then about if, a you, bench? if you guys sit, you pick them with a bench, a, I like benches. A, a bench is always awesome. I mean, <laughs> but a bench is not naturally on a mountain, so you're like, well, that's true. okay. How does bench end here? It's like, oh, you thought of me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> and I, I said, you know, it was put here for a reason. I want to make sure that that guy does not feel like his work was done in vain. You know, <laughs> well, I, I don't want him to feel like he put this bench up here and nobody uses it. So I want to be the guy that uses that bench. There you go. Well, it's the same way, you know, God created boulders. And at the at the uh, Grand Canyon, one of the good things was there was plenty of rocks around to sit on, like a bench. <laughs> so uh, I took go. advantage of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you what, especially the hoofing up, the last couple of miles up the Grand Canyon, I can only tell you, uh, we it was a very gradual ascent. <laughs> Yes, slow, gradual. And listen, listen, God provideth those in need. (laughs) And we got those boulders. Exactly, exactly. I mean, when most people see a gigantic rock, I see a bench, you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. I see a resting spot, you know, it's it's a sixth sense you have, Wolf, and I appreciate that because I also see from that same lens, where can I sit to stop? And make my shin stop stop firing up. I would really appreciate that. You know, does anybody have a cold pack? Maybe a little, maybe a little ice cup I can rub on these things. You know, there you're you always go. looking around for it. You know, I'm trying to prevent these shin splints. Old, old running injury, right? Yes. It's like I never ran anything except for when I was told with a whistle. Um, but, Made to run. Yeah, exactly. But you know, once again. Hey, I've learned this. You can't pull fat, Wolf. Can't yeah. pull fat. You know, that was always a major dis- discussion point with Tunch and I and Mike Webster. Can you pull yes. a fat pad? You know, I mean, I, I, get, yeah. I guess technically you can't, right? No, I mean, no. You could tear a fat pad, but you can't pull a fat pad. It was, it was just something yet. Correct. Here's the it, other it, thing. It, Can you cramp the heart, okay? Because Tunch and I got into a big argument about whether or not you could, you know, when cramping up, you could the heart could cramp it's a muscle yeah yeah i know but I, you know as one who suffered from cramps a lot i was very um determined not to lose that argument <laughs> well, no touch yeah, no. I, I, no no <laughs> you can't, you can't you cramp can't, the heart you can't cramp the heart until a couple days the next day when i was cramping up and i i I laid down on the lawn as I was making my way from the locker room, you know, to at, at St. Vincent's College to the old dining hall, you know. Yeah. And I laid down on the ground because I was cramping up so bad. 
And Tunch stood there. I go, what are you doing? He goes, well, I want to see if I'm going to be right or not. I was like, stop. <laughs> go get the trainer. Go get the trainer. <laughs> well, that was cruel. That was just cruel on his part. Oh, my gosh. But listen, every good scientist, you need practical application of theory. <laughs> That's true. Just saying. Emp- empirical evidence. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're looking for. We're all researchers. <laughs> You know, whether uh, of, 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 of the uh, valid and the invalid, uh, you know, they're right there. You were... <laughs> Is your heart still pumping? Here, let me put my hand on your chest real fast. No, no, no. I'll get the trainer eventually. No. Is it more beats or less beats? I'm just checking. Just checking. Nope. Beats by Dre. Got it. Okay. No, you want sugar beats. Okay. No, no, no. That's the wrong one. Wrong one. Moving on. <laughs> exactly so oh my god ah, theory wrong okay i'll go get the trainer you'll live <laughs> you'll, you'll live another day okay yeah exactly you know but just going, oh, going back to my original point i think i had an original point here we were yeah. talking about our, the identity you know what i mean it's whatever it is as far as it, you know in going to the coaches and stuff like that but you know one of the things i always respected was terrell austin talked about the input he takes from people like Cam and from, uh, you know, from Minka and so forth, guys that have been there, done that. The importance of engaging those guys um, because, I, you know, back we were talking earlier about it and we heard from Mason Cole talking about it too. But the thing I wanted originally to get to was the fact that, you know, guys, coaches like uh, Terrell Austin, that's a smart thing to do to engage senior players that understand the game so well. And not just the clamor of voices that are and the noise, as Mike Tomlin talked about earlier. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, it's it's more so trusting trusting your your fellow man in the locker room, right? It, it's keeping it's keeping that huddled mentality so that the voice doesn't get lost, the message doesn't get lost um, amongst the guys who have to go out and do it. Right, the performers must perform. Right, right. This is the show, not the dress rehearsal, guys. We're not going through mic checks. We're not checking the wires. No, we're going live. And you got to be ready to perform because people are going to show up in that arena. They're going to show up in that stadium. And they want to see either A, they get proven right on what they thought, or B, you prove them wrong on what they thought about you. But you have to know I got my lines, I got my choreography, I'm ready. You know, all my equipment set up properly on the stage. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Let's give them a show. And that's what you have to do. We're, you know, the athletes are the performers. And they have to, they have to perform admirably. And nobody's going to go to a show to somebody who forgets the lyrics to their own song. Are you, are you paying for that ticket? Well, wait a minute. I did, I did see film of Elvis late in the days back in Vegas when he had, he, he had to read, uh, somebody put some uh, words underneath the glass stage. He had a glass stage, and he could read because he forgot some of the words. <laughs> well, well, you sing as many hits as Elvis. I mean, you know, it's just it's a little bit different. Uh, and, and, but but and the just hips saying, don't swivel as much. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. The pelvis was not the pelvis that it was when he first emerged. No. Yeah, that, that 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 that's called that's called needing hip surgery. Uh, <laughs> You can't swivel those hips that much. There, there's a shelf life. There's only so ma- so many hip swivels in the human life before they need to be repaired. Right, because you know? the next to go is the lumbago, yeah. buddy. 
And trust me, you don't want that. You you don't want to see Elvis. Elvis, you know, Elvis used to ride out on the motorcycle. <clears throat> Did you see if Elvis rolled out in, a, in a, like a little rascal scooter with a back brace on? A bedazzled back brace for Elvis to go with the outfit, and he's trying to shimmy, and like it looks like his legs are still in place, but his upper body's moving. And then he throws a karate kick. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. But it's like the assisted karate kick. It's like one of those where you're really just trying to clear over, this, you know, a, a saddle on the ground. It's like ah, hiya. Exactly. So. Oh my oh, god. Man. Okay. All right. On that note, enough about bedazzled back braces and 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 the king. We're we're, we're gonna we're gonna dive into how to be the kings of the north for the AFC. So we're gonna break down some strategery. That's right. You heard me. I said I said strategic. That's right. Yeah. Um, in the next segment. But before we do that, I, I want to make sure you guys know, you know, you can subscribe to SNR's newest podcast. It's the Godfather of Pittsburgh sports talking about nothing but the Steelers. Good old Stan Saverin. I remember I used to be on Saverin on sports back in the day down when he was at, at the building by the stadium mm-hmm. over there in the root sports and FSN um, buildings, which is now no longer either one of those networks. I don't think are there, but. You know, new episodes drop actually today being one of those days, every Tuesday and Thursday. Obviously, Thursday will be game day this week. So make sure you go and subscribe today. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, you know, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, wherever you wherever you want to get a podcast, wherever you think you should get a podcast. SoundCloud, uh, I can't think of all of them. Podcastify, I think that, that should be that should be a new app. Um uh, and make sure you just send me part of that profit. But go there and get that. <laughs> Savern on Steelers. Download uh, new episodes dropping today. The press conference was yesterday, so you're going to have notes from that. Stan Savern talking about everything you want uh, on that podcast. So make sure you go and look at it. You're listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf, Starks, Ninjas, SNR, ESPN, whatever else you want to throw in there. We got it all here. Come back soon. <laughs> <laughs> This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. We play complimentary football. You know, sometimes the offense will be good or up. Sometimes the defense will be up or good. Um, and I think we just have to play with each other, special teams the same way. I think everybody has a role. Everybody plays a, uh, a role in wins and, and losses and all that kind of thing, but there's never any finger pointing. You know, um, it takes a team. You know, win, lose, or draw, it takes a team. And that's the mentality I feel like we have here. Obviously, I'm new, but I just understand that, you know, we're in this thing together. And uh, I'm excited for the next segment. Well, that was Larry Joby talking about just kind of the team mentality, right? Circle the wagons. And you can't just look at one game uh, under the microscope. Mm. You have to look at the journey along the way. But a uh, very soft-spoken guy. I was like, I was like, I, I was in there. I was leaning forward, Wolf, as yeah. though I was actually in the locker room interviewing him. <laughs> I had the volume cranked up the whole way on that one too. I know Whoa. exactly. I mean, it, it was it was very low. I felt like he was. I don't know if he. You know that that sounds like the club voice you put on after about eleven thirty. <laughs> um, anywho, um, yeah. So like I'm saying was you know it's just, just I'm just looking for an extra cherry inside of my shirt. So this temple, this guy you know, lined up across three. the line of scrimmage from me and he puked all in my face mask. <laughs> This, when I tell you this, it was a sausage chunk flew out of his mouth and into my face 
What am I? What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> I puke back on them. <laughs> exactly. And that now we're now we're both puking at each other. You know, and it lands on, on the offensive guard's foot. I mean, how oh, you can't man. script it? <laughs> oh, you couldn't script that. Oh my gosh! Uh, but you know, but Larry, but Larry O's right, and, and you also know <coughs> this is a guy. And Larry Ogunjobi, sorry about that. I clear my throat. Hmm. Um, that that he has history in the AFC North, right? <laughs> playing for the Cleveland Browns, playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, and now being a Steeler. So if anybody understands these rivalries holistically, it's going to be that guy. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Max, I'm going to throw, throw you yeah. a, a quote from him. That uh, okay, he said, no, I and, and I want you to comment on it. He said, never let a win get to your head. Never let a loss get to your heart. I thought that was pretty significant. That is profound. Shakespeare, yeah. that's a proverb. That's a proverb right there. Okay. He just created his own proverb. There you go. A little Love Shakespearean. Love. Yeah, a little Shakespearean. To be or not to be. Yes. That is the question. Well, it is smart, um, though. Yeah. It, no, no, it, but but he's absolutely right. I think the simplicity of it. Um, is is that yeah? You can't get too high. You can't get too low. Absolutely. And you have to keep it in perspective because it is a journey, not a race, not a sprint. Um, the finish line is not close. The finish line is about fifteen more Sundays away, and that's the that that that's like the line of of chet testing where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you're either in the playoffs or you're not in the playoffs. And then from there, it's, okay, what did we do or what do we need to do to either continue this journey or what do we need to do to restart this journey for next year? Like, it just it's, it, there's the balance there. And so we're sitting here in September, and to, for journalistic integrity, we're sitting here at Tuesday, September 20th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. And what we want is on the other side of January. And so that's a long way to get to get where we want. I know they it seems to speed up, right? Because as you get through the week and you have a short week like this, things get accelerated, but that's still a long ways away. We still have over 3 months to get to this point. So we can't so we you can't dwell too hard on it. You don't want to miss the lesson, but at the same time, you can't sit there and always look backwards in the rearview mirror. You got to look forward to drive the car. I well, mean, that, well, not great. really. The mirrors just... are there because because I remember Gary Dunn blew out his uh, – tra- Gary Dunn, of course, was the first real nose tackle for the Steelers when we switched over in 81 or 82 to 3-4. And he was from the University of Miami. And he told a story about when he was on campus and um, his uh, forward uh, gear in his Jeep, Clyde. It was ne- so named Clyde. Um, it oh, went out. Course. And so he had to drive backwards <laughs> back to campus <laughs> for five miles. In reverse, <laughs> he, he said Wolf, he only Wolf, spun out a Wolf. couple times. <laughs> Wolf. Wolf. I'm sorry, these are stories that just come up. I remember it, it, it's an outlier, Wolf. Okay, so for 99.9999999% of the population, you drive forward in a car. Okay, 
Unless you have some weird like Gary thing Dunn. where, yeah, you have Gary Dunn, that's your friend, that could tell you that he had to drive backwards in a car uh, for five miles to get back to campus because he could not get out of reverse. Uh, that does not apply to the normal people. And you know what? Today they don't have they, manual shift not, shifting knobs is like an anomaly because right now the manual is actually Triptronics, so you have to press a button to switch gears now. So. Once again, once again, just just you just want to throw the wrench in there. You just want to be the Grinch. I just, I just know. You just want to be the I Grinch for my, for my great analogy. <laughs> you had a great analogy. What's even funnier? And then you go, though, well, but <laughs> the funny part to me was Dunny going. I only spun out twice. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Could you imagine going so through that- downtown Miami in a jeep driving backwards? First of all. It- as many movies as they film there, it's not as unlikely as you would think to see that down, down okay, in Miami. That's true. Or jumping a bridge. So That's true. <laughs> it's a perfect place for him to do that if he was going to do that. I would be worried if he was on a two-lane highway in, like, Iowa, right? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now like, that's different. He's yeah. going to a ditch or he's going to hit a cow. I mean, you know. It's, yeah. So, glad he did not take out a cow or a ditch in the process. Glad he was safe. And obviously, he lived to tell the tale, so... He had he had a fun time with that, but no, I mean I I think that that that's kind of how you have to look at it. You 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 have to look forward, um, or if you turn your neck around and look backwards, and you're driving in the same direction. Anyways, the the car is going in the direction you need it to go, and you have to look in that direction. Is that is that is that safer to say? I think so. Yeah. You, you, okay. There we you're go. You're on it. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> come up with these inane <laughs> stories that I remember from my friends and the people I hang but out with. I you know? love them. I love them. I love them. No, no. Th- th- and this is what the locker room is about. That 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 is a typical locker room conversation we just had right there. Absolutely. You're you'll exactly be trying right. to you'll, you'll be trying to make this great point. Yes. And then one of your buddies is going to come in. He's going to interrupt it. And he's going to have this outlandishly crazy story that just totally throws it off. And everybody just starts laughing. And then we just, then you just disperse, right? So whatever was the main topic that huddled us together, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we, we, we got what we wanted. We got something to entertain us for that moment. So. Oh, that we'll, is so we'll, true, Max. That is so true. It is, right? It, it is. It is. You, you'll sit there, man. You know, guys, if we just do this, and you know, I'm thinking about doing this health plan. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, that one time you threw up, <laughs> you know. It's, no, but I'm trying to change. No, remember, it was everywhere, man. It was nasty. There was chunks in there. I was like, dude, I didn't even know. Did you eat asparagus? Because I saw like a, st- a spear in there. Like. And then next thing you know, it's like, forget my healthy eating plan, right? Yes. That's on the table. Yeah, we put that down. Yeah, oh. yeah exactly. We'll, we'll table this for next time. We need we need a serious moment. <laughs> but, but, but you know, what, what I kind of prefaced, um, you know, coming out of the tease was, you know, for the Steelers to win this game, it would be what, Wolf? What do you see as being the main thing you'd like to see? Well, you know <laughs> – Again, I'm, I'm an old-fashioned throwback. I want to see – I would love to see a matchup of two running attacks going at it and being able to hammer away and have some success. I mean, seriously. Wouldn't you – here's – I'm thinking, if I'm Najee, don't you want you, – you, you're, you're playing on national TV. You're going up against Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. And you know Georgia what? versus Alabama. 
Yes. And not only that, think about this. You know how it was. When you played, Max, you wanted to be the left t- best left tackle on the field. All yes. Right? I mean, that's, that's what you want. You know, I mean, you know, you, you have all these other th- – you got some other goals and so, f- so forth, but you want to be better than their left tackle. That's just the nature of the beast. You want to be your own king in your own court right there. And the same thing, you know, for me, I wanted to be the left, best left guard out there, right? Well, Najee and, and you got the uh, Nick Chubb, hey, this is going to be this, – this could be something if we can get that running game going, and I know we can. I know it can be done. I believe in these guys. I still believe that they can get this done if they execute correctly and just have one of those nights where it does start to come together and you grind. Well, no, absolutely. And to your point, I always wanted to be the left ta- best left tackle, but I always knew it was Joe Thomas you know, when we played Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, well. The sad part about it. Well, you know, uh, what? there was a guy but, named Mike Munchak that uh, came along when I was in the league, and I was like, okay. That's why you and I yeah. were alternates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why we're the alternates. You know what? I'm the next best tackle when he's not there. Yeah, I'm a budget. <laughs> I'm a budget guard. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, 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 am here to keep the pace and the cadence. Okay, guys. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the show pony. I, I, you know, it's, it's that I'm the opening act for the main comedian, right? You know, it's like I just yep. come out there. I get my five minutes and I'm cool. Lather that's the what crowd we up do, and Max. then you bring in the main. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that that that's our job, and we're happy with that job. We're good. We're happy we're with good. that job. I love that job because at the end of the day, I also knew that I won a lot more games than Joe Thomas did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So so I, that was my solace, but I I think you're right. It needs to be simple. On yeah. a short week. No question. It's not complex. You don't get the additional planning days. You don't get the additional time to figure this out and work this angle. No, 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 no. It's we're going in with what we do well, and we're going to just hammer that home. I think that's how you have to approach it, and that's that that makes the most sense in this short week because you're really only practicing two days. It's like right. two and a half. Like the Wednesday's a walkthrough, and then you get on the bus. Yes. So. You literally had Monday and Tuesday. You're still physically ailing from the previous game. And so Monday is kind of a wash. So this is really your your one day to really get things buttoned up and ready to rock and roll before you travel to Cleveland. So you want to come in with, you know, you want to hit the classics, right? It's like, it, it's like am I, you know, when, when, a, when a performer's doing a full concert, right? He's going to go through all of his classics. But when you're doing like a cameo or it's like an award show, it's like you get that one song. What is the one song that you know everybody's going to want to hear? And you do that and you get in, you get out. And so that's how you got to have to figure out what, 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 are, what are our go-to plays? What's bread and butter on this that we feel confident we could run it rain, shine, you know, monsoon, cold weather. It travels everywhere. It's it's wonderful. It's like a Swiss Army knife. You want to figure out what those plays are, and that's what you kind of hammer. And you change up some of the formations so that it's not you're not getting as many keys. Right. But you you've got to make it simple. You got to make it simple because keep it simple, stupid. Yes. They're hurting too, and you want to hit them while they're down, especially at home. If you could take it away, road game victory like we did in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. That's when you're cooking with grease. That, Uh That 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 that's that's the special stuff. Absolutely. All right, well, let's step aside for a moment. Tonight, let me just put it out there. From 7 to 8, I'm going to be out at the Market District with you-know-who. 
Chalk Talk with the Muth. Yes, we got Pat Fryermuth. He's out there. Chef Dagan will be cooking up some food. There'll be some grub out there. Market District out there in Robinson, a great place to well, bring the kids and just have some fun. You know what? We'll be back with more right here on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Yeah, so if you got a spare minute, come out to the Market District tonight from 7 to 8 and see the Muth. The Muth will be on the Luth tonight at the Market District. So aside from the lisp. <laughs> will he be running through the aisles? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like snack, like 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 supermarket sweep, you know? Can you can you bring him out? It's like, hey, listen, listen, Pat, I I've got 15 minutes and I really get a long list. You mind if we divvy this up? And you just see Pat like going through and like trying to find like paprika or exactly. something. You know, the small items, not a loaf of bread. <laughs> Max, no, I gotta... that's awesome. And, and I, oh, you know what's funny? I I used to call that place the the Taj Eagle that market market because oh, it was yeah. so humongous. It was the largest grocery store I'd ever seen. So you, we used to call it the Taj Mahal Eagle up there. Oh, I uh, like that. Ta- I might have to there, steal so. it. From okay, you but tonight. I'm sorry. Go Taj back. Mahal. Go back to it. Okay, I will. All yeah. right. I, the last segment here, I wanted to hit you with this. Um, I was doing uh, doing a little bit of film work yesterday, so I'm I'm thinking to myself, how are you going to replace the T.J. Watt, right? And the combinations that it came up in the first and ten. From the very first beginning, they started from left to right, okay? So left defensive end to right, you know, across the front if you got four, four men. You had uh, you had uh, Cam uh, Hayward, you had uh, Tyson Alu-Alu, you had Larry Ogunjobi, and you had Alex Highsmith from left to right. And that this was a nickel with uh, Devin Bush and Miles Jack. Then it was second, and they had the same personnel. But then when they got a first down, it became DeMarvin Leal from left to right, Larry Ogunjobi, Cam Hayward, and Alex Highsmith, and that was a nickel. But then it was second and six, and then you got from left to right Alex Highsmith, uh, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Cam Hayward, and I'm sorry, you had uh, Larry Ogunjobi at the defensive tackle next to Cam Hayward, and then you had DeMarvin Leal at the other one. And then it was uh, on a third and four, DeMarvin Leal from the, at the left end, along with Larry Ogunjobi, and you had Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith. But you had, it was a dime, and, no, it was a nickel with 41 and 51 in there. I mean, it, in other words, they're, they're, they're going to everybody. You know, because the next one up was with Malik Reed and Chris Wormley. You know, from left to right, you had 50, 95, 94, Tyson Alou, Alou and you had the DeMarvin Leal. So, I mean, it's not like they weren't trying various different combinations to get people out there. Okay. I put you to well, sleep, didn't I? I, I, think, I think when you look at it – no, you didn't put me to sleep. I, I was trying to think about it. <laughs> And we talked about this. That was one of the things you had to do was you had to create some different opportunities because at the defensive line position, that's where the most of our depth was, right? Mm-hmm. That was in camp. We had so many different options available to us. And then we have seven guys on the roster. And we were worried about the depth of outside linebacker, hence why we went and got Malik Reed and Jameer Jones. Right. So it was only natural that you lose an outside backer, you overshift. Essentially, think about our normal 3-4. Yes. You take T.J. Watt out, you have to slide everybody over. Because mm-hmm. that's essentially what we did. You know, we just moved a guy over two spaces, essentially. 
Tyson goes from a head up over the center nose tackle. A traditional zero technique is what we call it. Right. And now you move him to the three technique. Cam Hayward plays a four off in the nut. Sometimes he plays a three eye, you know, um, if you're going over or under. And now you've moved him out to a five technique or what we call a five or a six, depending on if the tight end was there. And Alex Highsmith still plays the edge. It just depends on which edge. And you kind of flip the edges for him as opposed to keeping them on one side, right? TJ always plays over the right side. Alex always plays over the left side offensively. Um, but in that situation, because you're trying to change some different things, he's now the stand-up edge guy, and he did right. go in the ground for a three-point. And I thought early in the game it was good on confusion, um, and it was er- it was good early because we also had some stunts off of it. Like I talked about when Malik Reed was on that edge, right. there was a couple times where he was looping over two guys back to the inside. Yes. So there is some creativity in it, but I think it was so new because we didn't see it in training camp. We did not see that kind of look. We saw it where it was TJ and Alex, and then it was, you know, when, when Larry got healthy, but it was like Louder Milk and, and Wormley or Wormley and Cam, and you had two designated D linemen and two outside backers making the nickel. Well, you're down one, and you got two relatively new guys playing those positions, so what do you do? Add in the vet D linemen. Add the third D lineman. And that's where Tyson Alawalu came in. He would have been the guy that normally would have came out in those situations. And he's now back in. So it, it's it's creative. And I like it. I think you put your four best guys on that line of scrimmage to try and combat it. But once again, it's still new. So I think that's why we had mixed success and why at the end of the game, guys were tired because it wasn't what we normally do. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the run game really got the best of us. But I think because we had that happen on Sunday – I think they'll be better prepared and better equipped for how that rotation works in game coming this Thursday. And knowing what that team's going to do in Cleveland, they are going to absolutely try and run the ball down our throats. And they're going to try and put us in nickel situations to, to do so. Right. No doubt about it. And it's going to have to be. You got to hold the point. You got to do know your rundown fits. You got to be able to get to your fits, stay in your fits, and don't try to. Don't try to do too much. You know, one of the, the biggest problems is the eagerness to do too much. You know, that, that desire to make that big splash play. And, it, you know, it's, it's funny because it's, it's just a, a hair in between, you know, getting smoked for a touchdown and, or making a big play. And it's the great ones that, that seemingly can walk both sides of that line and balance it out, a la a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick. You know what I mean? Yeah, that ability absolutely. to be able to – Restrain yourself enough at, at certain times and, and put yourself out there at certain other times when your your spider sense, your your samurai sixth sense is tangling and saying, go for it. Well, and, and that's the thing. And also, think about this. If, if you're a D lineman and you're trying to make a move on a guy and you jump in one gap and they keep you there as opposed to you just trying to show it, and now the backers, you're, you've jumped in the gap where the backers supposed to fill. Right. And now there, there's an empty gap on the backside, and the running back sees it. He's going to take it and, and make you pay for it. So that's where you know it talks about just do your job, right? Don't try and do somebody else's job. Just do your job. If your responsibility is the B gap, stay in that B gap. If it's the A gap, stay in the A gap. You know, it's trying to actually play within the system without trying to be the hero yeah. and trying to win the game by yourself. I think that's where it has to – and that's where trust comes in. And that's why I think – when you played this new on Sunday, 
that's where you got you got a little bit of hero ball in there because it's like well i don't really know what this is and we made this adjustment um but i i think i i think i have a moment there and then it ends up being the wrong decision it's like hey if I'm supposed to press the point and not come off and make sure that I have eyeballs in that gap, I stay in that gap and trust that the linebackers are going to be there. But, Wolf, it is now the end of the show for no, today. No, not already. No, no, no. Say it isn't true. Say it isn't true. <laughs> but it is. It is. But the good thing is, you know what, Wolf? What's that, brother? If you miss any of the show, you can always go and download it on the iHeart app or on so the Steelers mobile app or the podcasting. And you can hear this all over again, and it can be that nice warm blanket until tomorrow when we come back to you in the locker room with Wolf Starks and, of course, our fearless ninja, Wes, who also, Wes, is it dropping today? Steeler Review dropping today, bud? Sure is. There it is. So make sure you go download that. Steelers Weekend Review with Wesley Euler, one of one of our fearless ninjas uh, in, in the control room. So with that, we say we bid you adieu. And we'll see you tomorrow, Steelers Nation. You've been listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf and Stark here on SNR and ESPN Radio.